Let's do it. Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are Yeah, okay. You know Amp Radio. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. We are here tonight to do what we call hashtag smack my picks up. That is Amp Radio's picks show. My name is Proteus. I will be here with you all night. As I mentioned, we are here to do hashtag smack my picks up for UFC Fight Night 147, also known as Till versus Masvidal, also known as hashtag UFC London, which will be held March 16, 2019 at the O2 Arena in London. All right. As I mentioned, I do have uh, some of the usual cast of characters. And of course, on this show, if you don't know, now you know, usually what we do is uh, the main event, the co-main event, and then we do everyone's favorite segment of the night, Spotlight Fight of the Night. So let's go ahead and get into bringing in uh, the hosts of the show. So let's go ahead and bring in the life of the party herself, the first lady of AMP Radio. Let's go ahead and drop her music, DJ Tony, Pam from North Carolina. Hi, guys. What is happening? I am so, I am so confused. I am so confused. I had a call. You want to call in? I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> Today's Wednesday, right, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was under the impression that uh, you were uh, you were contacted to move the show. My apologies. I have uh, my wife, of course, set up a date night on podcast night. Of course, we've been doing this for almost yeah. three years. But hey, we have Thursdays <laughs> free, right? Ow. Yeah. So now, so you know, it's a funny thing. So everybody's gone. Paul's gone. The kids are gone. So I was enjoying my night alone. I cooked myself a nice dinner. I'm watching my murder shows. And then I get a call, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, what day is today? So I'm winging everything tonight because I, I was going to, after my dinner, I was going to do my fight picks. So we're riding the crazy well, train tonight. Hey, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's always good to ride the crazy train sometimes, right? Oh, right. my goodness. Anyways, well, hi, guys. I missed you all last week. Yeah, we miss you too. Uh, you got a point last week, Pammy, and you didn't even do any picks, but let's leave that till later. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in the other host of the show. Uh, you know him. He's the big boss man himself. I call him the original B-boy. Guess what? It's Tony time. Hey, DJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tony time, bitches. Proteus, it is crazy time. This is crazy. Sam and I chatted earlier today about switching the show to today. What am I? Am I living a dream? What the heck's going on out here? No, you were supposed to call me back, and you never did. Oh, you're right. Darn it. She's right. Yeah. My yeah. bad. Gee, <laughs> everybody's on steroids. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so we're all here, right? Well, we're all here and we're all accounted for, the so gang's let's go ahead and get here. into it. That's right. So Pam can get back to her lovely dinner and maybe get into a oh, bubble no, I'm bath done. later. We're, we're done. Oh, good. Good. Oh, you, you, you ruined the picture in my head there, Pam. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry, anyway. but I am going to bake some cookies later. Oh, even better. Even better. I love cookies. There you go. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the introducing the star of the show. Um, 
not doing very good this year so far in his Uh-oh. picks, but we won't hold that against him. Coming at us deep from the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. From Waco, Rovers, I'm happy behind the standings, but I'm going to rally at the end and win the championship. I promise you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> How no, you doing, everybody? <laughs> hey, hey, I know, I know it was daylight saving time, but no podcast saving time. What the hell, man? What? Now? What the hell, man? <laughs> let's talk hey. to MMA, bro. But let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Tony, go ahead and cue that music. To the welterweight division we go. Thank you, Pammy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Darren Pill versus Jorge Masvidal. This one's going to be a crackerjack. Darren, the gorilla, Pill. Again, Jorge, game-bred Masvidal, of course, Darren Till is at number three in the welterweight division against number 11, Jorge Masvidal. Darren Till coming out of the 17-1-1 record against Jorge Masvidal, the more experienced fighter, ladies and gentlemen, 32-13-0. Of course, Darren Till fighting out of his home country, the United Kingdom, of course, not his hometown, of course, not coming from London. And Jorge Masvidal coming, fighting out of the United States of America. Let me give you the quick odds, ladies and gentlemen, before we get in and we throw to Marco. Jorge Masvidal is the favorite at a plus two. two oh, sorry. Darren Till is at a, uh, is the favorite at a minus 260 right now on five dimes. Jorge Masvidal coming back at us at a plus 220. Marco, what you got here? Do you got the betting favorite or are you going to go the other way? Ah, man. Oh, I like Jorge Masvidal, man. You know, he's a junkie. Nothing but love for him. But he is an underside welterweight, man. I mean, he fought most of his life as a freaking lightweight. And Darren Till is humongous. That guy is huge. I mean, Jorge Masvidal does not got the, the knockout power that Tyron Goodley got. And the only time that freaking Darren Till has lost is because he got not well, not knocked down. He got knocked down by Tyron Goodley, and then that show by him. Uh, the avenue for Masvidal to win is to put volume and stick a move. But Masvidal has never, ever, 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 ever followed a game plan because he likes to get in brawls. He likes to get right in your face. He's a pressure fighter. You know, he won't wrestle. He he won't use his jiu-jitsu. He wants to get on a standard war. And that's going to be his own doing. Darren Till is too big, too strong, too fast. I mean, uh, a lot of people complain about the Wonder Boy Thompson fight, but he won that fight. You know, he is a very good striker. And, and if, Ma- if Masvidal tried to play the freaking striking game, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. And uh, I'm going to pick Darren Till. I'm going to pick okay. him by knockout. And I'm going to pick him by knockout on the second round. So give me, give me okay. Darren Till by knockout on the second Okay, Marco, you are down for uh, Till KO in the second. Uh, Pammy, you, as you mentioned, you were off last weekend. And, you know, Marco brings up some good points about Darren Till being a, a large welterweight and, and Jorge Masvidal perhaps being an undersized welterweight. But 
as we know in his in until his last fight, the weight cut seemed to have been uh, the bigger fight for Darren Till. And when he got in the in the in the octagon with uh, Woodley, he just didn't show up. What do you got going on here in the in the main event of UFC Fight Night 127, Pammy? Okay, well you guys are gonna have to bear with me because, like I said, I'm winging this. My stupid computer oh, is is you know what you're doing. It. Um, so keep in oh, mind, um, first of all, wing it, wing it, um, Pammy. Let's also talk last... about how terrible the new UFC site is. Let's talk about that. Oh, Mark you know that what? down so we can I, talk I, about that later. Oh my god! Okay, awful. Sucky UFC side. I don't even use it anymore, to be honest with you. But um, keep in mind, um, do you remember last week? I don't know when, when, if you all remember when I said about um, when I, I told you that, uh, or a couple of weeks ago when I told you that Mickey Gall couldn't handle uh, Diego yeah. Sanchez kind of crazy. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is that kind of crazy 2.0. And I, I think Darren Till's used to a little bit of the, those bland fish and chips, he can't handle that spice. Um, keep in mind, um, Jorge Masvidal beat, uh, did he not beat uh, Cowboy Cerrone? And um, Cowboy Cerrone beat Darren Teal, did he not? No. You're wrong. No. Am I wrong? Okay, I'm, I'm going by memory because, like I said, I don't even have my, my thing on. My thing on. Masvidal okay, did so, beat Cerrone, um, though. Yeah, Masvidal has a win against Cerrone, and Till has um, – did he not lose to Cerrone? Isn't that what I said? They only lost to oh, – no, no, that's what he said. They lost against Yeah, see, I can't even get on my computer, so bear with me. Um, You know what? I, I got to go with, with Masvidal on this, only because – Nobody likes to fight as much as Masvidal. When uh, Darren Till was talking about how I'm going to knock his block off, I I think Masvidal actually got aroused by that. And um, I I think he's just crazy. I I do think he is a smaller welterweight, but he has a chin. I mean, he has a chin on him, and um, I I just think he's that kind of crazy. Um, He is coming off of two losses, uh, Stephen Thompson, which was close, and, and Damian Maya, which, you know, that, that was by decision. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm picking Masvidal. Is this five or three? This will be a five-round fight, yeah. This will be the – uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm picking Masvidal with, with a TKO. I'm going to go um, – I'm going to do um, – I'm going to let him get his crazy out in the first round. I'm going to go with the second-round TKO for Masvidal. Okay. Spicy. That's he's my chamberlain. Right. I love the dude. So uh, as Pam was saying, uh, both of these guys do hold a win over Cowboy Cerrone. So Pam, you were correct about that. Um, all right, DJ Tony, let's let's throw to you here in the in the main event. Uh, I mean, these guys bring up good points here, right? I mean, if we're playing MMA math, you know, um, maybe things work out for Chill again. Tony, he's going to have all that pressure of being in his home country. He is carrying this card for the UFC because they're counting on Darren Till to do something here. So can he hold up to the pressure is what I'm asking. Or will uh, Jorge Masvidal come into his home country and beat him down? Here's the thing, Proteus. I totally agree with Pam and Marco, like I always do, in terms if this fight was going to be here in the States, right? So – 
obviously Marco picking Darren Till because of the size, Pammy picking Masvidal because he's he's a little off and certainly needs a haircut. By the way, can someone in uh, London please give him a haircut and a shave? What's going on with Masvidal? He's going back to his street fighting days with the long hair. Uh, but listen, assuming Darren Till, and I'm assuming he's going to get the weight in order, he's got a lot of other demons that he seems that he doesn't necessarily talk about. But assuming he can get all, everything in order close to home because he's, he's from Liverpool, I He's going to take it. He's bigger. He's stronger. I think he has a speed advantage. Jorge Masvidal literally is a street brawler that has nothing to lose, and he impressed me against Ross Pearson, Jake Ellenberger, and Donald Cerrone, but that's against Ross Pearson, Jake Ellenberger, and Donald Cerrone, right? Lost to Maya right. in a very boring fight where he was literally he couldn't get anything off. I don't know what the heck happened with he and, he and Steven Thompson. Certainly not the fight I thought was going to happen. But then again, you know, I just can't see Darren Till blowing it again at home. So I'm going with Darren Till. Let's say he finishes uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal in the late second. So Darren Till, TKO over friend to the show. Well, not friend to our show, friend to junkie, Jorge Masvidal. Well, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. You have not all mixed it up very well. Everyone taking the second round by either TKO or KO. So uh, I guess the onus is on me to go ahead and, and, and point out the, the, the fact that Jorge Masvidal, you know, even though he has gotten losses at the top of this division, uh, as you guys mentioned, um, against Maya, I mean, to just go three three rounds with Damian Maya is is impressive in my book. I know it didn't look great. I mean, he was wearing around a, a Maya backpack for most of that fight, but he was able to survive on the ground. And I think what you guys have been saying is that the best chance for Darren Till is for Masvidal to keep this fight on the feet. You know, play into Till's hands and kind of, as we mentioned, make it a brawl. If he does do that, then Darren Till, yeah, has the, the, the great ability to knock a, a fool out. But I think Masvidal is too, too smart for that. My, my, again, my main concern, as I kind of alluded to earlier on, is with Darren Till making weight. Okay, uh, We saw, again, as I mentioned earlier on, against Tyron Woodley, that the main story was the weight cut. And I, I think this is going to come up again. I do believe that Darren Till was best served moving up a weight division. Um, we have seen, of course, with the, the emergence of Bobby Knuckles, uh, just just to give you an example, that if you're fighting at a more natural weight, chances are you do have a better chance against, you know, a, a, a Goliath like uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, I just think that we should all just be fighting at a more natural weight. And I think there until, with the pressure of having all the media of being at home, He's got to talk to John Morgan. He's got to talk to every single person that's coming out to cover the event in London. Uh, you know, he's going to have a lot on his plate, and I think that's going to it's going to factor into this in, into this fight. I don't know if being in the main event, DJ Tony, and fighting five rounds, and of course cutting down to welterweight is the best thing for Darren Till. But I think Jorge Masvidal is going to be the smarter fighter in this fight. I think he's going to have the clearer head. Uh, um, as you mentioned, that a homeless look going on. Uh, <laughs> DJ Tony, he's got that beard. He's got the long hair. 
Um, I think Jorge Masvidal is, is going to be the, the more experienced fighter. He's going to be able to get this fight maybe up against the cage, but tired uh, till out a bit, a bit and then take him to the ground. I'm going to take a fourth round. Um, I'm going to take a fourth round TKO from Masvidal. Yes. A, a, quick addendum, a, a quick addendum to what you just said. Joel yes, Romero is not the Cuban. Joel Romero is not the Cuban Missile Crisis. He's the Cuban Muscle Crisis. Oh, you're right. I did say that incorrectly. Correct Thank you for the correction. <laughs> As our boys at the CME used to uh, like to say, I do apologize for saying it incorrectly. All right, DJ Tony, go ahead and cue that music once again, please. Back to the welterweight division we go uh, to a you know a very exciting fight. Leon Rocky Edwards, number ten in the division, sixteen three and zero, fighting out of Jamaica against our boy Gunner Gunny Nelson, seventeen three and one, who had a, a seductively suggestive dance routine that came out right before this fight, Sammy. Mm-hmm. Leon Edwards, Leon Edwards is looking tough coming up in 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 this division against you know a, a guy who's been around for a long period of time in Gunnar Nelson, and of course looked pretty impressive in his last fight. Did Gunnar Nelson, uh, as did uh, Edwards, getting that decision uh, against again the boy who comes up the most, Cerrone. What you got yep. going on here in the co-main event of UFC 127, Pammy? All right. Um... I hope Gunner's not wearing a onesie for this fight. Um, just saying. Why not? Uh, but that was Didn't a funny video, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was not touch, but they were doing. Uh, but anyway, so you have Gunnar <laughs> Nelson, 17-3. Um, and three, But you know what? I'm, I'm looking at his fight resume, and I know you all like him, but who really has he fought? He has uh, win over Alex Oliveira, lost against Ponzinibbio, a win over my guy, Ellen Joban, uh, losses to Damian Maya, a win over Brandon Thatch, Zach Cummings, Omari, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, so, okay. But you go to Leon Edwards, man, this guy has wins over Cerrone, Brian Barberina, freaking cinder block head that can't get knocked out. He has a win over Vicente Luque, who is, I think very underrated. His one loss within his last um, 10 fights against Kamaru Usman. Um, you know, he's got, uh, he has three or six KOs and three sub seven decisions. He's a decisionator, but, you know, um, I, I don't, I think this is going to go all three, but I'm taking um, Edwards be a decision for me, please. Okay. All right, words via decision for Pamela. DJ Tony, let's throw to you. What you got in the co-main event here, brother? You know what? Pam just swayed me, and you know, heck, I'm easily swayed. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But yeah, I was thinking Gunnar Nelson all along, just because, like Pam said, I like Gunnar Nelson, right? I like, I like the guy, um, but again, it's one of those things that, like, right, the two face. MMA Two-Face. I don't know which Gunnar Nelson I'm going to get. I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to get the good Gunnar Nelson, who's BJJ's ready to rock, or am I going to get the guy that gets, you know, cast out and, 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 and gets KO'd? I don't know which one I'm going to get. 
So that said, listen, the last time the last time Gunnar Nelson got KO'd, Gunny got KO'd by Santiago Ponzinibbio. And okay. who was the ref? Leon Roberts. What does that tell me? Leon versus Leon. I'm going to go with, not joking, I'm going to go with Leon Rocky Edwards <laughs> just because Pam swayed me and I have no other reason to go for Leon Rocky Edwards except for the fact that he's looked impressive. He hasn't fought anyone except for Cerrone, but she did beat Cerrone. I'm going Leon Rocky Edwards first round. I said it first round TKO okay. over right. our guy. Gunny Nelson. All right, all right. Uh, I mean, I mean, y- y- you are correct that you know Leon Edwards is very dangerous uh, on the feet. Uh, I again, I think hometown pressure or home country pressure is going to come into this one, as we know uh, Edwards training out of the UK. Uh, you know, resident of the UK, fighting out of uh, Jamaica though, um, and I think Gunnar Nelson in his last win. Marco uh, showed me something that was a bit different uh, for Gunnar Nelson. He showed me, um, you know, heart and determination to go against a big heavy hitter in Oliveira and, and get that submission win um, where he he likes to take that fight. I think it's going to be more, more of the same. I think, you know, Gunnar Nelson has been training and he's been training hard and, and maybe his standings in the division uh, don't, um, aren't as good as, as we think he is, you know, because he has been up and down and up and down, as everyone had mentioned. I'm going to take Gunnar Nelson. I'm going to take him by uh, I'm going to take him by second round submission again in this one. Uh, he gets it done pretty early. What do you got, Marco? Let's throw to you. So before we start, that that is proof that Gunnar Nelson did. This is Poop of a very famous song on the early 2000s in Europe. Yeah. Where the, the, in the music <laughs> video, the guy is surrounded by like a whole bunch of hot women on spandex doing, a, you know, aerobics and stuff. So go check out yep. the video there, Tony. You love the video. The original one. The original one. But uh, Leon Edwards is a really good striker. Yeah. Yep. He's a lankier guy. But the, the best overall, m- most rounded fighter is Gunnar Nelson. Out on the ground. Yeah. There are very few grapplers on the freaking welterweight division that are better than Gunny Nelson. I think the only one better is Damian Maya. Uh, Gunny Nelson is a very smart fighter, fighter. You know, he fights in the striking with a karate style, uh, you know, that, that point fight karate style. But eventually, he always managed to get to it out. And once it's on the ground, it's going to be quarters for Leon Edwards. Because, you know... Well, he went against a grappler like like Kamaru Usman, you know, the champ now. Yeah. He was lost there. He was totally lost. And I don't think he can make up the difference uh, to catch up with the, the, the quality of grappler that Gunny Nelson is. Now, if they keep it striking, he, if he managed to keep it standing up, Lionel will have a chance to win. But I, I'm picking Gunny Nelson. I think he's a, a talent-wise, he's a better overall, overall fighter, you know, and uh uh, the smarter fighter too. Uh, Leon Edwards is going to be too preoccupied with satisfying the crowd, too preoccupied trying to call out the, their own fear, too preoccupied with other things. And uh, again, announcer is going to do what he needs to do, get, get to the ground, and get a real make it choke submission on the second round. So give me Gary Nelson my oh. submission. All right, that's uh, that's a tense one as well. So that's going to be uh, 
non-tiebreaker on that one. Okay, so let me give you guys the odds real quickly since I did not give them to you at the top of the fight. Uh, Leon Edwards is a slight favorite and a minus 125 against Gunnar Nelson coming back at us at a plus 105. Okay, guys, we are swiftly moving through this card, which is, that's right, which is what I like to see because we do want to get to a little Amp Radio Rewind if we can uh, and maybe some news and notes. So let's go ahead and move to everyone's favorite segment of the night, Spotlight Fight of the Night, DJ Tony. All right, guys, I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to go uh, to the... Yeah, well, it's my turn. I, I get to have a turn to go first, right? I'm messing with you. I thought you were going to boo me again. I was hoping you were going to boo me again. Anyways. <laughs> okay, go, boo! Uh... Boo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to um, uh, the middleweight division, Tom Breeze versus Ian uh, Heinisch. Uh, I think this is, is going to be a great fight against two uh, guys in the middleweight division that uh, are coming off of two good wins, and it's going to be a tough fight. I'm going to take Tom Breeze, though, in this one, guys. I'm going to take him, and I'm going to take him um, by hard-fought decision win. I know, very exciting for the London crowd. All right, uh, Marco, let's throw to you. What's your spotlight fight tonight, big boy? So, uh, I was surprised to see that Irish Joe Duffy is on this fight. (gasps) My dear Casey, so of course I'm going to pick up that fight. I mean, Joe Duffy was an ex-coming of Jesus until, you know, he he is a step on a banana peel. But I think he's uh, the better fighter. I mean, dear Casey is is a... a really okay. good fighter, too, don't get me wrong. This fighter is going to probably have a fighter than I really don't love it. But I'm going to pick up uh, Duffy. He's got the most polished striking. You know, he also is pretty, uh, very good on the ground. So give me Joe Duffy by uh, unanimous decision. Okay. So that's two decisions and two spotlight fights of the night. All right. Okay, Pammy, let's go to throw to you. What's your spotlight fight of the night on this card? I had picked uh, Joe Duffy and Dakisi also. Mark Dakisi. How do you say Is it Dakisi or whatever? Mark Dakisi. Yeah. But I am going Joe Duffy and Ian Hainish. I've heard it said, boy, that. Mark Dakisi, sorry, and Ian Hainish. Sorry, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, correction uh, on the grammar. (laughs) Joe Duffy. Simply because he is just adorable. He is hot ginger number two. But seriously, I'm picking him with the second round submission. All right. Well, see, at least you didn't go with decision, so that keeps you separated from Marco. If Duffy wins and he wins by sub, you and get you know what else? I think I, um, I think Gunnar Nelson should walk out to Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> All right. That would be great. I, I'd appreciate physical. that. Yep, right. And they said, animal, animal. Oh my gosh, that would be a riot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, DJ Tony, spotlight fight tonight from you, please. Let's do it. I can't believe you guys left this fight in my hands. By the way, there will certainly not be careless whisper tonight, so do not. Do not cue the music. Or pony. But I think, oh, no, pony. One pony. We just played pony for you. Did you not hear it? No, I didn't. Well, we just played it for you. Okay. Well, go ahead, okay. Tony. Go ahead. 
All right, let's go. Marco, I'm going to give the fight that should have been obvious. I'm going to cue Pony, not for me, but just for Pam, because she missed it. But to the light heavyweight we go, guys. Vulcan Ozdemir will fight Dominic Reyes, and I think this is a good fight for both of them. Here's the thing. Vulcan Ozdemir only does good with strikers. That's what we've seen in his UFC in his UFC brief history, right? Because he's only had four fights, five fights in the UFC. Beat OSP via split decision. Beat Misha Serkinov via KO. Beat Jimmy Manuel via KO. Dominic Reyes, guys, is an excellent fighter so far, but he's really green. And I said last time that he was going to lose his O. He's due, and I know MMA math doesn't work, guys, but I'm going to use it anyway. He's due for a loss, and I love Dominic Reyes. Not like Tammy Pony love, not not my kind of love, but definitely like him as a fighter, and I think he has a possibility to be a future champ, but I'm taking Ozdemir, guys. No time is going to make quick business out of this. First round, TKO, no time versus a fighter that I really like, Dominic Reyes. All right, I'm just going to go on record right quick and say that I'm going to take Reyes in this one. I think uh, he's got you, you almost said number. Dominic Cruz. You almost said Dominic Cruz. I know. Almost, almost. Just, almost. Uh, no, no, Tony, Tony, I know he cut himself. He's a Dominic uh, Reyes. He, he was right on the money. Damn, Marco's good. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that brings uh, one UFC Fight Night 127 to a close. Hey, real quick, uh, what time does the card start? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's not a weird time because uh, or is it a weird time, Marco? Because it's over there in the UK. Are they mm-hmm. starting it at a, on our time, or are they start because it's ESPN Plus? And as we know, Dana White says that these cards aren't for us. So, what time does this card start? So early. Really early, really early. It's gonna be like a early, a late morning, uh, early afternoon affair for everybody. Like around eleven o'clock, they. they oh, I'm down for that. Yay! 11 a, uh, that makes okay. that, makes, that makes me happy. You know what? Because I'm performing on Saturday, so that means I can lounge around and watch fights and just do nothing all day. Oh, it, it, and then get ready. Be, like, the whole card is gonna be done by 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Perfect. Right on. All right, guys. You heard it here first. Um, so let's go ahead and throw to um, last week's fight card. Let's go to a little amp radio re- rewind, Marco. Rewind. <laughs> All right. So as we know, main event of last week's card was Derek Lewis against Junior Dos Santos. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, if you listened to last week's show, the only one that picked the Santos was your boy Proteus. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks in a row, I'm having a good year this year. I have won a lot more events than I have lost this year. And, of course, this is two weeks in a row for me. I'll tell you what now. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and throw to you, Marco, because I, I... I heard people saying that this was a really good fight against uh, Lewis and DeSantos, and of course, if we are to believe the news that came out about Lewis in this fight, he was fighting with no knee. 
And and I rewatched the fight having that knowledge, and I, I didn't see which knee was injured because either Derek Lewis is a freak of nature and is able to throw kicks with both legs even though one of his knees is completely fucked up, or um, it just happened during the fight. Or I don't know, Marco, but let's throw to you. What did you say about this fight? So the story goes that a week before the fight, he sprained his meniscus. He didn't turn the meniscus, so it was a sprain. Uh, so you can actually fight with that. It, it, it's annoying. It, it's not going to be comfortable, but you can actually move your leg. It's not going to hinder your movement. It's just annoying. It's something that you just get a rest. So kudos to Lewis for, for fighting. I mean, for very heavy guys, a sprain meniscus man at a, at, a, at a center of life. You know, this dude is carrying sure. 280 pounds. Yeah, 280 pounds. On the daily, so yeah. I mean, Derek Lewis have a good show, man. I mean, he wasn't entertaining. Fire was entertained. Uh, the, the the highlight of the fire, of course, was the the, the the spinning back kick to the to the solar plexus of Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis bending over, Junior Santos thinking that he was down, and then Derek Lewis launching forward and almost knocking out freaking Junior Santos. That was the highlight. Everybody. It was like, wow, he was playing possible or not or what, but super entertaining. I was entertained. I mean, I was rooting for Derek, but, you know, the the most talented fighter won. And that is the kind of fight that Derek Lewis is always on. He, he loses until he wins. He's always losing until he wins. So this time, he, he just couldn't give it together, and he, he lost. He got the KO. Good for Junior Los Santos, you know, uh, of course, everybody knows that he's not going to get a title shot immediately because Daniel Cormier is going to wait for Brock Lesnar because he wants to make that money. Uh, I do not know if they're going to make a third fight with Stipe. I mean, really, I'm not interested on in that, but I am very, very, very interested on that Francis Ngannou, Francis Ngannou fight. Francis threw a tweet with a thinking emoji, you know. Junior Santos seems open for the fight. Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos will be a, a freaking headbanger there. Uh, yeah, sign me in, take my money, because I want to see the fight. Good for Junior Dos Santos, right. man. He's back, uh, he's back being a contender. He's ranked number three now. And uh, Derek Lewis is going to always be there, you know, hovering within the, the three and six spot. And he's always going to be an entertaining fight. So don't feel bad for Derek Lewis. He's driving Lamborghinis now. And he got a new contract where he's making a shit lot of money. So good for that, good for Junior, and uh, let's move on. Yeah, I just wanted to say. What's that? I said, does he fit in a No, he doesn't. Good joke. Good joke, anyways. Go ahead, Marco. What are you saying? Yeah, he got the extra large Lamborghini. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they make those, by the way. All right, so. Thank you. Thank you, DJ Tony. So let's go ahead and move on to the co-main event of this particular fight card, Pammy, because you were not here. Mm -hmm. Um, All three of us picked Millinder as the, you know, surging uh, prospect that he is. And, of course, uh, Dos Santos, uh, you know, uncle or uh, nephew to Junior Dos Santos comes out and makes very, very short work of Curtis Millinder Gets that first round submission. Thank you, DJ Tony. Uh, what One, two, three, four. Fight, don't I feel dumb? 
What are we going to do? What are we going to do? He made us all look bad. Tammy, what did you think about this fight? I thought it was a great fight. Um, you know what? It's so funny because on paper, everybody was like, oh, my God, this card sucks. Um, I thought it was a great card. I thought there were some really good fights on this card. But yeah. um, it, was a, it was a good fight. And, the, and the Curtis Millender came in saying that he knew that he was going to have to do a lot of work on his back. But um, Dos Santos looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked really he good. Did. He looked really mm-hmm. good. It, honestly, I mean, what he was saying in the pre-fight stuff, you know, he, this is his chance to shine in the co-main event. And he took advantage of that, DJ Tony. He really yep. did take advantage. And he proved all of us wrong, DJ Tony. We can't hold that against him. You know, Millinder was this, you know, rising star that, you know, we were all, we all picked him. And we all picked him, well, we all picked him pretty early. Well, Tony, you picked him second round, TKO both uh, Marco and I playing it safe with the decision, but he made short work of this, uh, of Millinder. So what do you got going on here, Tony? What did you think? You know what? I, I'm glad I picked Elizeo Zaleski Dos Santos. I picked him, right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Darn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Son of a God. That's what I get. Yeah, All right. Know. You know what, guys? Who's your mama? I completely blew that one. There's no doubt about it. Listen, I, courteous, yes. Look, look, Someone said, say, hey. I say, I say uh, where does this guy Dos Santos live? Because he's been headed on plain sight. This guy's got right? seven, seven fight winning a streak, and now, well, now I am aware. Now I know. Now I'm keeping an eye. But, like, Mr. Capoeira, dude, like, right? where you been, dude? Now I know. Now I am very aware. Yeah, he. Well, see, he, like I, I I've said, been, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Pro. No, I, I've been aware of Zaleski Dos Santos. The problem with with him is that he was a lot shorter than Curtis Millinder, and I've seen Curtis Millinder highlighted. And this is where you guys can get me on this one. Watching lfa right meaning i know that it's not the same competition but let's face it a lot of those people do move up i was way off guys and i should have known when when courteous curtis millinder has been saying no one's gonna take me down no one's gonna take me down guess what (laughs) he got taken down so you know what pam shut the door on me on that one because i blew that one oh like boom boom let's not touch on that one all right, so let's go quickly and, and move on to Tim Means versus Nico Price. Uh, Marco, uh, Tim Means was winning this fight until he lost it and broke all of his shit. Uh, so what do you got going on here? Nico Price getting that impressive win. Got He had to get beat up to get that win, though, but gets that lucky shot against Dirty Bird and, and uh, breaks all his shit. Marco. So on my book, this is a round of the year because he only lasted one round. And he got yeah. the win at the very end of the uh, at the very end of the freaking first round. I mean, how entertaining was this fight? Uh, Nico Perez comes like a, a, a freaking cannonball shot out of a cannon, and uh, hurts freaking Tim Means. Then Tim Means recover, and then he cuts Nico Perez no once, no twice, but three times. And then Tim Means is going for the kill, and Nico Perez throws this freaking hell hellmaker from from the, the heavens, like the hammer of Thor. Punched the Tim Means to the perfect spot. Tim Means landed outwardly on his leg and his 
Uncle has his freaking tibia freaking break. Now, that kind yeah. of suck. <laughs> that really suck. But, uh, look, I do not care about all the, the praising Jesus crap of Nico Price, but please keep fighting like that. First of all, you got four kids, Nico, so you need all the bonus you can collect. Because you are 29 years old and you got, you got more than we ever have legally. I don't know how many unofficial ones I got, but that's another story. <laughs> but, uh, uh, dude, uh, he's becoming one of my guys, man. I'm all on the Nico oh, Price freaking bandwagon. I'm on the Nico Price bandwagon. Uh, uh, one other thing, on the ESPN era, it is so cool to see all these highlights on the, the Sports Center's top 10. And Nico Press made the top 10 last weekend, so that is so Good cool. Man. I love that part. I love that part. So, yeah. And I, let's, let's, Nico Price is one of my Capital G guys now. Yeah, Nico Price has been on my map for a while, so I appreciate you getting back on the train. But Tim Means, tough loss for him, man, because he was winning this fight until he lost it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, broke all the shit. Quickly, because we are moving along really well this week, so I want to go ahead and get to uh, Blagoy Ivanov versus Ben Rothwell, and I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, this was a very close fight. I thought that Ben Rothwell, coming back off of, um, what, almost three years off now, looked <clears throat> fairly good against uh, uh, Blagoy. It Maybe leaving himself open a little bit too much uh, to the counter or to uh, – the right hands of Blagoy, but Ben was throwing those straight right or those straight punches left and right down the middle and catching Blagoy uh, very, very often. And I thought in my mind, DJ Tony, I had this going for Ben Rothwell and I wasn't really happy with this decision. So let's just recap the spotlight fights of the night real quickly while I'm saying that, because this uh, pertains to the spotlight fights of the night. Uh, Marco had uh, Tim means, of course he lost that one uh, because of, Timmy's got his lights shut out. Um, I had Rothwell on this one. I thought that Rothwell had the, the the opportunity to win this fight. It was a very close fight. And, of course, uh, I'll get your comment real quickly on Ben Rothwell, and I'll also get your comment on uh, Marion Renault uh, losing that particular fight, DJ Tony, because that was your spotlight fight of the night. And, of course, Pammy's spotlight fight of the night coming through. Darius getting that sub. sub. So, Tony, Lots of stuff to talk about here, but what did you think about Ben Rothwell versus Blagoy Ivanov? You know, I, I thought the whole thing with Ben Rothwell, who's always been kind of strange, but at the same time, he's a junkie favorite, right? He's someone that everybody likes. He's Definitely. been very kind to the media, typically, with the exception of his suspension. And he, he clearly was angry about something. I thought his mindset was way off going in. So I didn't see how he was going to turn it. I did choose Ben Rothwell because he's performed every single time, right? I mean, he's never let us down. But um, Lagoy and Ivanov, you got to give this guy credit. Undersized, I thought he got his bell rung quite a few number of times, stayed in there. Ben Rothwell, listen, it could have gone either way. I thought it was a close fight. So I wouldn't be surprised if it went whichever way it went, but – um, I certainly didn't think it was a pickpocket or a robbery. There's no doubt about it. I thought it was a close fight. But uh, shout-out to Ivanov because he was better than I thought. Yeah, I mean... I agree with Tony. Oh, sorry, man. 100% agree with no, Tony. Go ahead. I personally scored for Ben Rockwell, but, you know, I was biased. But it wasn't a robbery. The, guys, the fight was so super close that when they gave it to Ivanov, I was a little bit surprised, but I wasn't outraged because I know the fight was super close. 
And we have to give uh, Ivanov the credit for coming back from, you know, a serious, a very, very serious and life-threatening injury being stabbed uh, in a club and, and coming back and actually being able to fight at this, uh, this kind of UFC level in the heavyweight division. Right, Pam? I mean, yeah. like these guys have been saying, he put on a good fight. It was a close fight. What did you have here? What was, what was your thoughts on this fight? I, I, I thought it was a very close fight, but truthfully, I, I thought that Rothwell took it. I mean, yeah. by a slim margin, but I thought he had it. But, you know, like Tony says, you can't say he was robbed because it was so close. I mean, it was just so yeah. close. So it, it could have gone either way, and I would have been happy either way. But I, I truly thought that Ben Rothwell won that fight. Yeah, well, like I said at the beginning, at the top of this of this particular se- segment, I thought Ben Rothwell was getting tagged as he was moving to the left. He was kind of predictable moving off to the left before he was throwing anything and even off was catching him. Uh, Marco, quickly. So this fight was the fight that some, more than one person got their shit broken. You got freaking yeah. uh, Yana Kureskaya, <laughs> her nose busted. Tim Bose, his nose busted. Freaking... Uh, even though his face was broken, Tim Means his leg broken. Man, this was the oh freaking uh, the guy that uh, Benavidez beat. Uh, his arm was freaking busted too. So everybody got their chip broken on these fights. So quickly, let's get you to touch Tony on the Renault fight before we move on to the news and notes. Uh, what did you think about that one? Did you have it going that way? You know what? I I I actually. Did have it going that way, even though obviously I'm a huge Marion Renault fan because I met her and she just was a nice person, right? I was actually kind of surprised that I knew who she was, or at least that's the way she behaved. Yana Kunitskaya, you guys know I've been a fan of since I thought she beat fairly, which didn't happen, right? Tanya Evinger there, um, the rep was obviously a bit of an idiot in terms of that, but thought it was going to be a good fight. I just thought Renault's ground game would come into play. It, they didn't even get close to taking to the ground, no. right? This was just a pure uh, boxing match. And Yana Kunitskaya, she got tagged a lot of times, made it up with the volume. I thought she de- definitely won the decision. But um, I'm actually kind of surprised that Marion Renault, whose ground game is amazing. Um, I'm surprised she didn't go there, but was a good fight. Marion Renault didn't, didn't embarrass herself at all. That's for damn sure. You know what? The way yeah, I see this fight, Janet Kuneskaya won the competition, you know, the points, but I see Marion Renault won the fight because Janet Kuneskaya's face was all fucked up. Yeah, and I, I, heard, I heard people bringing it back to when uh, Diego Sanchez um, had that tough fight against uh, Martin Campman. And, you know, Diego Sanchez's face was just ridiculous. And I thought Campman won that fight. And it kind of reminded me of this fight as well. You know, Renault not showing too much damage. Kuniskaya, you know, all busted up. But, uh, you know, one of the best GSP used to uh, carry all of the scars on his face as well. And, uh, you know, we used to think that it was worse than it, than it was. But uh, I digress. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, Pam's favorite person is back in the news again today. DJ, this one real quick before we get to uh, the end of the show. Um, Marco, let's throw to you. Um, uh, Conor McGregor back in the news again, apparently, you know, uh, trying to be Conor McGregor and and flexing some muscle. 
Exactly. So, Thank you, DJ Tony. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's not a lot of news. and no, I, I don't have a lot of information, so I digress to you guys. Marco, let's start with you. So, before I stop talking about Mr. Mr. McGregor, big shout-out to Benil Dariush because he was yeah. getting his ass kicked on the first round by a... Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't remember the name of it all, but it will come to me. And then coming back on the second round and getting that uh, reverse triangle armbar, freaking amazing. And not only that, but getting getting his opponent to take it where he needed it to be. Very smart. Yeah. yeah. And he got a fight bonus. Yes. 60K. But Mr. Conor McGregor. So a lot of things came out today out of uh, of this incident, Uh, especially with uh, the people from Bastu Radio and Luke Thomas, you know. Uh, Okay. The the, the nitty-gritty is... uh, some dude on this very hype uh, club in, in uh, Miami called Leave, you know, where everybody that is somebody goes and hang out. Uh, was hanging out, you know, Miami, that's in the stream, so he's leaving at 5 o'clock in the morning. This dude approached him with his uh, phone camera, and uh, on, on the also, you know, we're, we're waiting for ballet parking. He snatched his phone from uh, the guy, stomped on the ground, and then take it. Now, it comes to to the light of that this guy has been was freaking uh, stalking Connor all night since 11 o'clock in the in, at night. So for around six hours, the guy was stalking Connor and, and making Instagram posts and stuff like that. So they, uh, according to the people some parts to the guy was being a nuisance to Connor the whole night. It wasn't just like oh I just want to take a picture with you. He is talking all night, and you know, whether you like Connor or not, man, and uh, you know, I'm not defending the actions of him taking and stomping the phone and that, uh, you know, taking away him. Uh, once he tells you, okay, enough is enough, you, you need to like move on, man. And uh, I, dude, I'm not gonna claim freaking bloody border about it. I think it's uh, much about nothing. This is gonna get resolved real quick, you know, with like, uh, they wanna put Bonnie on top of it. And uh, it's gonna be the end of it. The dude that uh, got his phone stomped is bragging on the internet about all the money he's making with, from TMC and all this stuff. So for the guy, it's a money grab. He, he's bragging that he got 50k for the story about McGregor. So yeah, screw the dude, screw McGregor. It's, it's a non-story. And uh, you know, you wanna you gotta go to the club and freaking have a good time and. and you got you are a celebrity. You sign up for that kind of shit, you know. Um, if, if you are a little bit drunk, you probably should have freaking left a little bit earlier. But for me, it's another story, really. You know, it's gonna fly by, pass over, and then we're gonna forget about it. Tammy, I think. I mean, this is my hypothesis. Is I I think that possibly maybe this guy has some incriminating photos, which is. Why he got all, you know, huffy because he loves wait, the wait, attention. Wait. He, you know, he loves the attention. So that's my, that's kind of what I think. Is maybe he you know what? either caught him in a uh, compromising situation, possibly. You know what? I told that as a joke on the MMA, MMA tonight. That, uh, oh, maybe did you? They, they, they got him with a side piece and he made the calculation that maybe stopping the phone was going to be cheaper than a divorce and, uh, you know, child support and anybody. So, yeah, you might be into something there. Because if they catch him with a side piece, man, 
is way, way mm-hmm. cheaper than divorce proceedings, you know? Well, did you see, I mean, changing the subject a little bit, but did you see that, that funny video that uh, Colby posted when he was caught Dana at the Palms, exactly what and I then that girl kind of like slithers out real quick? <laughs> Side piece. Side piece. Okay. Yep. Tony, let's get you to weigh in here, because I don't give a fuck about Conor McGregor, so you go ahead and weigh in, buddy. <laughs> I think everyone cares about Conor McGregor, otherwise... We wouldn't talk about Conor no, McGregor. And I know I, I kind of forced you into this topic, Proteus, so a full disclosure here. But i got to be honest with you. Listen, I thought that's exactly what it was. Listen, I, I've been in nightclubs so many times and during my, my life, um, early, mind you, not, not as an old man, but so many times you can't stalk a guy. Sorry, Marco, you can't stalk a celebrity at a nightclub. They get, they get the VIP treatment. They get roped off. They're in a section in the nightclub, but they're not next to this guy. They have security around him. They have servers that grab the drinks. Believe me, you can't stalk the guy. And believe me, anyone that knew who Conor McGregor was was taking photos of him. I think you're right on the money, Pam. I think he was there with another woman or maybe with several women. This guy's taking a photo. Marco, you're right. He probably freaks out. And shout out to you, by the way, to being on any show that has Misha Tate on it. Shout out to Misha Tate. But um, and sorry, we ran out of time, Misha. But I will say this, guys. I think I think you guys are right on the money. I think Pam's right. Marco's right. He was there with other women. Uh oh, it's cheaper to, you know, break the phone. He's not married, so as far as I know, he's not married. So there's no divorce no. or whatever. Right. But it, it's cheaper for him to. Get rid of this. Pay the guy off. He's going to get in trouble again somewhere down the line, guys, so it's not the first time he's going to be arrested, nor the last. He thinks he's invincible. But you're right. The story's a little bit about nothing, probably a little bit about McGregor having several side pieces and then just not wanting to make it public. Just to be fair, go to the Barstool website and see the screen grabs of this guy taking pictures of McGregor all night. And they got the the timestamps there. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, all the way until 5 o'clock. So the guy was, quote-unquote, stalking McGregor the whole night. And I don't know if he, he was, you know, cool about it or not, but the, 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 the photographic evidence is there. Barstool went to the freaking trouble to get all the skin, skin, skin grabs uh, of, uh, of this guy uh, on, his, uh, on his freaking social media. So for whatever it is, like I said, for me, it's not a story. But, you know, I mean, there's always two sides to the story. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that this guy is cashing in is a little bit suspect to me, too. All right, guys. So you let's know? go ahead and wrap it up here. We've got a, a two minutes left in the show, and I would like to get to everybody's Twitter follows and guilty pleasures of the week. So, DJ Tony, go ahead and cue that closing music. Pamela, let's go ahead and throw to you. Do you have a Twitter follow of the week, or do you have a guilty pleasure that you've been working with uh, this week? Um, what you got? Well, you know what? I, I have neither this week because I have just been crazy busy working. I, it's just been a, a like a crazy week, and everybody's been gone, so I, I'm, I'm kind of like a little bit lost because I have no one to cook for, no one to bake for, and I'm kind of in limbo. <laughs> Well, I, I thank you very much for that intriguing answer, DJ Tony. What do you have going on for us this week? Do you have a guilty pleasure, or do you have a Twitter follow of the week? That we, I mean, let's give you a shout out because your the the Instagram game is on point this week. Uh, the MMA 
Minute is on point this week. What do you got for us? Guilty Pleasure, Twitter follow, go for it, DJ Tony. Proteus, you know I have both. So my Guilty Pleasure, because I've been, and thank you, by the way, for that. So Finding Neverland, watching, you know, I was a... I wasn't a big Michael Jackson fan, but I certainly love Thriller, and I listen to a lot of his music. I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm still shocked. So that has been shocking, and certainly watching all that has been kind of good. I'm surprised. I got to be honest. You heard the rumors, but I'm just shocked. My Twitter fall the week, you guys, probably not a surprise to you because I just posted this. You guys know I've been a Megan Anderson fan since her Invicta days. You guys know... I love NBA-sized women. There's no doubt about that. But darn, when she dresses up, you guys, and fixes, you know, puts on a little makeup, fixes her hair, son of a gun, she's a stunner. So, at Megan A underscore MMA. Yeah, she cleans up well. And, of course, uh, the caption that she put underneath that uh, particular Instagram post or Twitter post or whatever it was uh, also um, made me feel feelings in those places where I shouldn't mention um, okay, so Proteus' shower pick for this week is going to be a bit of a different genre again, ladies and gentlemen. Just trying to kind of mix this up for you guys. And, of course, uh, I'm going back in time a little bit here for, for you younger listeners. Uh, my Proteus' shower pick this week is Green Velvet, La La Land. Uh, just one of those classic kind of, you know, trancy house kind of uh, beats that will wake you up in the morning, man. Um Green Velvet, check him out if you don't know who he is. Now you know. Um, so let's go ahead and throw it to Marco. He's going to get us out of here for this week. So Marco, if you've got a guilty pleasure, or if you've got a Twitter fall of the week, or if you've got anything else to spit for us before we move on and get out of here for this week, you get that done. Okay, so big shout-out to Tommy Toffo. Triple THS is uh, seven years old this week. So go and check out the, the, the page, man. It always made me laugh. It's, it's a way to get MMA news with humor because it's pretty much very close to what is going on on MMA. But with, you know, the, the, the Tommy Tuchel twist. Uh, my guilty pleasure this week have been Kim Harrell's Campfire, Ghost Stories. It's a podcast where people call this podcast and they tell their own personal, you know, spooky stories. Things that have happened to them. Yeah, it's either a uh, hunting or, you know, maybe finding, you know, a, a big society and a UFO, whatever, you know, it's all the spooky stories of real people, you know, people like you and I, that call the podcast and tell their own stories. It's called Kim Harrell's Campfire. It's on iTunes, and I, I really, really enjoy it. If you want to hear some spooky stuff, go and check it out. Uh, are they spooky? All real? Huh? Yes, they're all real, they, real people, man. Real no, people. I said, are they spooky for real? Or? Yes, they are. You will be, some of these stories will leave you uh, like, okay, I'm going okay. to sleep with the light on today. Yeah. So, <laughs> follow Tony, uh, follow Tony, I am DJ Tony, follow Pama Pandora Box, follow Producer Aprilia, follow me at Maldo Marco, follow the show at another MMA cast, Red and Radia, Snacklehead, wait on iTunes, Blog, Blog Talk Radio, Google Play, and all the freaking platforms that there is a podcast. Uh, it is five this weekend in London, ESPN Plus for the United States, freaking, uh, people for the people in Canada on TS, TSN you get it for free muffle so don't complain <laughs> we better leave you guys because you got next week enjoy the fights and just like that Pammy we're out of here right Good night.
See y'all next week. Bye. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>